This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, 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 welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast, number one podcast in Oakland, number one podcast in the Bay Area. I am your host, Jordan Awandi. Um, today is a special day, special day. We have one of, we have another creator on hand for today's episode. Uh, we're just going to shoot the shit, uh, try to get to know her, learn about her background and shit. Um, she is an educator. She is a coach i don't really know what type of coach but we'll find that out and she is a traveler she goes by the name of clara welcome to the show thank you thanks for having me how was your day today you know can't complain had a really nice relaxing day yeah are all your days relaxing mostly um i think it's just what you make it but um i actually ended up having a conversation with someone that I was dating and we got some closure and it was nice to kind of just hash things out. Well, uh, I didn't <laughs> want to get that. I didn't want to get into it this early, but um, <laughs> what's going on with that? What, what was um, the closure about? Just um, basically hmm, uh, when we broke up, um, I didn't really kind of, I didn't really, um, tell him what was on my mind about how things ended on my end so then i just wanted to touch base about that and be like hey are you open to my perspective and he said yes and then we talked and you know you ended things no he did what was the reason for him ending things <laughs> <laughs> um that he felt like we're not compatible and that we are growing apart which is fair how long were you guys together about eight months how long did you guys date before it became official um i think I think like two months or something like that do you think two months is long enough to get to know someone before you make it official i think that it really depends on the person what you're looking for how well you know yourself it just depends on a lot of different i don't really think that there's a correct quote-unquote time frame who asked to who t- to be official <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did he did yeah after two months, mm-hmm. and then eight months go by, mm-hmm. and then you guys break up. Mm-hmm. Did you want to stay with him? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. why? Um, he made me want to be a better person. He inspired me. He inspired me. Mm-hmm. Inspired you in how? In what way? Just the way that you know he lives his life is just very admirable. Mm-hmm. A lot of discipline. Um very goal oriented really ambitious mm-hmm. trying to be better every day did you cry when you guys break up of course <laughs> <laughs> when did you guys break up <laughs> uh we broke up i think it was march so pretty recent mm. yeah okay yeah and um what did he say when you like expressed all this shit i mean i don't want to get into it too much but he gave me his perspective and Mm. um he thanked me and kind of gave me some context around why certain things happened and then apologized to me and then 
that was pretty much it. Where are you? What are you like in a relationship? Are you like because uh, you're you're <laughs> you're Mexican, right? Yeah, I was born in Mexico City. Okay, so uh, there's a I want to say a rumor, but there's a uh, what stereotype. It? Yeah, stereotype about Mexican women. How they're like. Let's hear it. I mean, well, they <laughs> I've dated a Mexican woman before for five years, okay. and. I'm just talking about her. I'm not talking no. about a Mexican so woman. There's a but stereotype she, uh, that you created. No, there's a stereotype, but I'm not saying I'm, what I'm about to describe is I'm about to describe her. I'm not going okay. to describe all Mexican women, but she was she was crazy. So she fit Very the jealous. stereotype. She did to a mm. T. She was yeah. crazy. She was jealous. <laughs> okay, she what does crazy fit. and jealous mean? Well, how does that translate? I mean, crazy like? as to the point where she, when I wanted to hang out with my friends and shit, she would like hold me and grab my shirt won't let me leave the house that, that sounds type pretty of crazy, crazy. <laughs> she'll she pop up at my house i mean i can admit that i was doing dirt oh but she, the didn't, she didn't know that she didn't know that wait she didn't know that or she did know that and she assumed you i was, I was slick with my shit see when i hear whenever i hear guys describe uh their ex as crazy i'm like well what did you do to make her act like that i mean <laughs> she was in love Mm. <laughs> and she <laughs> wait you she, were doing dirt i mean yeah i did cheat on her but mm. um she but she was out? uh man she was crazy though i mean that wait. doesn't uh okay well, that she doesn't like um, that give before? a pass to all the physical shit <laughs> no that you're she right 100 percent. she used to slap me and she hit me and all this other stuff yeah yeah that that's not okay so, yeah, she, 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 and she was very she was very jealous too mm. so, yeah she was crazy yeah so is, is so is the stereotype <laughs> true about all Mexican women? I mean, um, they say that uh, that Mexican women have like a spicy attitude. That's why a lot of black <laughs> black men. That's why what? Them. That's why a lot of black men uh, like to date Mexican women. Interesting. Um, I'm sure you heard that. I'm not talking crazy, right? No, I've heard that. I've heard all sorts of things. Um, but uh, <laughs> okay, so you asked me, what am I like in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would say that I'm very giving and it's funny that you asked about my heritage because I think that Latinos or Latin people in general can be very warm. And so for me, I'm very like community oriented, family oriented, um, giving, I take relationships seriously. So I'm going to try to put my best foot forward and then they put their best foot forward and then we can grow together and like build together. Mm. So. So you're not crazy. (laughs) <laughs> you're not jealous i mean i think jealousy is a natural human emotion but it just really depends what you do with that you know mm. and yeah. how you react to that but i mean i had no problem with him going out with his friends or you know whatever because yeah. i trusted him mm-hmm. so. okay um so you say you're from mexico city that's born and raised mm-hmm. uh born yeah mm-hmm. raised in san francisco when did you or do you remember leaving Mexico City? I do, yeah. How old were you? I was five years old. And I actually, I talked to my mom the other day. And in July was our 25th year anniversary of us moving here. Oh, you guys celebrate that? No, but uh, I had asked her. And then she's uh, like, oh, well, we just made 25 years. So I was like, uh-huh. oh, interesting. Did she come here like legally? No, we came uh we this was before 9-11 so there wasn't really homeland security and so mm-hmm. we just came on a bus through tijuana you just came yeah. into san diego <laughs> i don't remember where it, uh, well t- if you came through tijuana t- then you t- had yeah. to come to t- san yeah. diego mostly okay yep. and his, uh, your your parents were together when uh, that happened 
Um, no, they had a very com- had have a very complicated relationship. So mm. my mom had me when she was eighteen. My dad was twenty one. They didn't know what they were doing. So they're just kids having kids, trying to figure it out. So their relationship has always been very chaotic. So when your mom came to the U.S., she was by herself. Yeah, she came just with me and the clothes on her back, and she tracked down my dad. And this well, is your dad probably, was out here already. This is probably uh, proving your stereotype about Mexican women. Mm. <laughs> so my mom was like, "Nope, you're not getting rid of us." So, oh, well, he here. was trying to run from y'all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn. My mom was like, "Nope." So and he was already. So when your mom came, he was already in the United States. Yeah, my dad was here in like the Bay Area. <clears throat> yeah, he was in San Francisco. How did your mom track him down? Look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, so when she tracked them down, she did, did she they get like, back hey, together? She was like, "Hey, we're in Tijuana. Come get us." And, and he said, um, "No." And uh, she said, "Well, we're gonna stay here until you get us." And then so he got us. Okay, so they got back together. <laughs> yeah, and then they ended up breaking up to no one's surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did your mom like remarry or yeah, date someone did. else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have like stepbrothers? Uh, from my dad's side, yeah, because he remarried as well. Okay, are you close yeah. with them? Uh, they're a lot younger, so not as much, but I see them when I can. Are yeah. you the only child uh, on? Well, no, no. So I ended up. Ha- I have a brother and a sister, mm-hmm. like, full with my with my mom and dad, and then I have a bunch of step siblings and half siblings, but they're all my siblings. But everyone's out here. Uh, I have a brother in Mexico City. Okay. Yeah. And you recently went to Mexico City, correct? Mm-hmm. How was that? <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was actually a group trip uh, with a couple friends and then my ex. And mm. Yeah. It was fun, though. I had a good time. What did you guys do? Uh, we traveled. I mean, traveled. We walked around a lot, um, ate really good food, just kind of things were closed, so we just kind of uh, let the wind take us where it would. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Is Mexico City like the only place that you've been to out of the country? No, um, I've been to a few places. Uh, I mean, I don't really know the list off the top of my head, but I think I've been to at least like a dozen countries. Mm. What was the best? Mm, best in what way? Like you, which place did you enjoy the most? Have the, have mm. the most fun? I would say Barcelona. Yeah, I've been to Barcelona. It's, it's, it's cool. Fucking, it's beautiful. <laughs> the food's kind of whack, but I like the <laughs> I like everything else. Food was amazing. Well, from the Spanish food that I had, it was all right. Mm. Did you have the paella? Yeah, that which paella is good, but I mean mm. more so everyday local food. I had the best. We were local. We were like eating like McDonald's and shit. No, so I was there for two months, and so I mean I was eating a lot of tapas or papas bravas, mm. um, huevos. I forget what they call their huevos, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I had the the best shrimp I ever ate in my life was in uh, Barcelona in this little hole in the wall place. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah, when were you there? Uh, I don't remember the exact month, but I was there for like two weeks. Mm. Yeah, by myself, just traveling. It was mm. nice. Um, did you experience any? Well, I don't know how Spaniards look toward <laughs> Mexicans. Did you experience any? Uh, any discrimination? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so it's interesting because um, people couldn't really tell what I what I am, or they they, they couldn't really. Pin I mean, me you down. don't look to me. You don't look like you're Spanish, like a Spaniard, like Spain. Right, shit. right. So they people, look white. Yeah, some of them do look white, but some of them do look more um, misty. So I guess 
uh, and um, people thought I was Indian. I don't know. People thought I was all sorts of things. Mm. But when I was talking to the Spaniards, if I told them I was Mexican, then they would kind of look down on me. Mm. So I would have to tell them I'm American. And then for Europeans, they loved that I was, other Europeans loved that I was Mexican. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And then I also had a white friend from, she's from Arizona. And her her experience was so different to mine. Yeah. Like she experienced a lot of, um, it's almost weird. Like the guys that approached me, and that's what you mean, right? Or just in general? Just in general. Okay, well, it was, yeah. So, (laughs) okay, for example, when guys would approach us and we Mm -hmm. were out, they would kind of, they would assume that she was quote unquote easy or try to get in her pants right away and stuff versus with me, they would be more respectful. It was just a really interesting distinction. And I feel like that's uh, what what men think of white women. Right. So it was just interesting to see that as well, but it was Mm. more prevalent there. Mm. Well, she said anyways, was she easy? No, I don't think so. (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) I mean, you know what the fuck it means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what was the worst place the you worst ever, ever traveled to? Place I've ever been. Um, hmm. Worst place I've ever been. Like worst experience. Worst. Just like where you when you went, you didn't really enjoy it that much. I don't know. I try to make the best of anywhere I go. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to really answer that. Okay. I don't really have too many bad times, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What do you like about traveling so much? Um, I love that when you travel, your brain is just absorbing everything. And then it, I feel like you can learn so much. And mm-hmm. then just getting to experience different cultures, um, talking with locals, obviously seeing really beautiful sights, mm-hmm. trying different types of food is just. It's a really dope experience. Okay. So when you uh, came to the States, you were obviously young, like you said, five? Yeah, I was five. And you guys, when you guys came to the States, you came straight to the Bay Area? No, we lived in LA for a bit because I have an uncle there, and then we mm-hmm. stayed with him for a little bit, and then yeah, we came to the Bay. What was the reason for coming to the Bay? My dad was here. Oh, okay. And what was he doing as far as work was? He was working, so he moved out here because he was working in Mexico with like the Mexican equivalent of PG&E, mm-hmm. and so he was doing work out here. So he came here and got a job at PG&E? Uh, I don't remember the name of the company, but it's like the Mexican equivalent of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was it like growing up for you? Um, Were you guys in Oakland? No, in San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, okay. I moved to Oakland in 2013. Okay. Yeah, but um, what was it like growing up? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like was, in your household. In my household, <laughs> what was it like? <laughs> it was just chaos. It was yeah. chaotic. Yeah, my parents are like, no. Was your dad like abusive to your mom? Um, I mean, probably. Mm. You know, I don't know. It, it's hard to. I feel like, um, it's really hard for me to say because they both have their own version, mm. and I don't remember experiencing that or witnessing that. And then to me he's been a great father so i don't know so he's still in your life mm-hmm. okay. so they, they they didn't like really separate until you were like older right i was like nine or ten. Oh, nine. Oh. yeah okay but i live with my dad mostly so i was raised with my dad and my grandmother mm. yeah so what school did you go to in san francisco 
I went to Galileo and then I went to Jefferson. What type of high school kid were you? Hmm? What type of kid were you in high school? Um, I really kept to myself and then I would always just walk around with a book because kind of, that was my escape. Mm. Um, just kind of trying to go under the radar, not be noticed, you know? Did you go to college? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I went to Laney. Laney? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What did you study? Liberal arts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still undecided. So I'm in tech. I've been in tech for 10 years. Mm. And um, one of my dreams is to be a teacher. But I don't know if I want to be a teacher or if I want to do something like be a psychologist. So I'm still kind of undecided on that. How long have you been in Laney? Um. I don't know, fears. You're still there? <laughs> yeah, because I don't know what route I want to take, so I'm kind of in this decision out. paralysis. I mean, I have time. So I was doing volunteer work last week, and I ended up meeting a, a retired teacher. He was teaching at Berkeley High, mm. and he was only there for 11 years. And so he told me that he had his long career where he was able to establish himself mm. financially and then end up becoming a high school teacher and then retire as that. So it, there's always just different... I mean, I'm a, you can be a teacher now if you wanted to. You don't really have to have, uh, was that, teaching credentials or whatever? No, where? Where is this? I mean, you can teach at uh, private schools or charter schools, right? That's it's true. It's only public schools where you need all that uh, paperwork. That's true. I thought about that as well. Yeah. What do you want to teach? So, I don't know yet. So, that's why I'm still kind of, I feel like once I figure that out, then I'll know what steps to take. Why do you want to teach? I think that... Um, I love kids, first of all, um, and I mean, each one teach one. I just think that, like, with an education, you could accomplish a lot and mm. want to help liberate other people's minds, you know. You want to teach, uh, like, what, high school? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's why I'm like, ah! Because yeah. on one hand, I love little kids, like second graders, mm -hmm. so precious, and then also, on the other hand, I think it is really important um, to have someone that cares as much as I feel like I do, especially a woman of color with like high school students. Mm -hmm. I'd probably be teaching black and brown students. So I think that's also important. So I don't know. We'll so see. I'm assuming you don't have kids? No. Yeah. Most people who say they love kids don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, uh, you're, at, you're at Laney. Uh-huh studying yeah um wait a minute i lost my train of thought <laughs> wait do you do you like kids no i don't like kids no you don't like kids at all mm -mm. why is that i don't know I just i'm just not a kid person what does that mean that means when i see children i'm like i'm not trying to play with you is it other people's kids or just you don't like kids just kids in general do you like, want I don't kids? even fuck. I don't even fuck with my nieces and that. <laughs> <laughs> like when they come visit, I'm like, I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> Why do you think that is? I mean, a lot of reasons. And the way I was raised. How uh, were you raised? Well, this interview is not about me. So wait, I thought you said we we're gonna shoot the shit. Yeah, about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no one asked me questions on this. No. Yeah. Is that not allowed? It's not. It's not allowed. <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember seeing that. But uh, anyways, I don't. I don't. I don't like kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, you, uh, <laughs> what do you like about psychology? Um, it's just interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, I think that's the the path you should go on. Why is that? Uh, you can you can do a lot of things with that degree. Like what? Anything you can get hired. Anything? By, yeah, you can get hired by companies. I mean, because psychology, you're studying, you're studying people. Like, so right. I feel people, like I do that anyways, though. People do a the lot degree. of. <laughs> <laughs> well, Getting the degree would just be the the credentials to. I mean, shit. Well, <laughs> if you want the big bucks, I mean, I can. Anyone can say, oh, yeah, hire hire me, and <clears throat> I'll find people to work here. Like yeah. anyone could say that, but if the same person comes up after you says, "Yeah, hi," and says that same thing, but oh, but I have a degree from Stanford, hire me. Who do you think they're gonna hire? In this day and age, probably the person with the degree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, uh, you can do a <laughs> lot of shit with that degree. I mean, companies can hire you to find people to work at their company. You can be a guidance counselor. You can hmm. do sports psychology. You can do therapy. You can do, I mean, you can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's more money in teaching. Definitely. Teaching, I feel like, um, I feel like there's a, everyone says, oh, teachers need this, more money in this. I mean, yeah, that's true. But there's a shit ton of bad teachers out there there yeah there are i think there's more bad teachers than good teachers obviously because if you look at uh the statistics of these students like they're on their reading level is horrible like their graduation rate is horrible and then all the good teachers don't even go to the schools where they're really needed they they forget the reason they forget the whole point of teaching like teaching is to like if you're a great teacher you should want to go to the bad school you know yeah, what I'm saying what I'm saying to go to help the kids that really need help instead mm-hmm. of going to like Piedmont and going to the school where these kids are they're getting private lessons even away from school and then mm-hmm. they go to school and these kids they don't really need that yeah they're they're reading like a fucking they're reading like the Thoruses at like in fifth grade and shit mm-hmm. so they don't really need yeah they're probably their parents probably have the resources to help them yeah and when you mentioned charter schools and private schools. That's why I haven't gone that route. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So they want to go to the like the schools where they can just chill and <coughs> shit instead of being like really challenged. So that's why I say like, yeah, teachers deserve pay raises and shit. But I mean, you should get paid based on the performance. So if your school is, you're a fucked up teacher, then why do, why do you think you should deserve? So what do you think makes a bad teacher and a good teacher? Uh, well, bad teacher is... I think is a person, I mean, your students, like if you have, if you're a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And the majority of your children fail your class. Oh like, my gosh. That's, then you're a bad teacher. Like no yeah. teacher should be failing. No kid should be failing a, right. a class. Like right. if you're a good teacher. Yeah. I've never understood teachers that will fail students. I yeah, mean, maybe if that's the last resort, but that's, I don't think that's the point of cause if they, educating. If, yeah. Because if the kids fails that it's not on the kid teacher it's not on the kid <laughs> yeah. it's on you for not being able to teach this fucking kid right what's two plus two right know? so i mean yeah. that's your fault so I hear that. you shouldn't you shouldn't be failing i hear that i mean you shouldn't but on the same breath you shouldn't be passing kids just to pass them you know what i'm 100%. saying you should, yeah i actually taught for a few months at a nonprofit. i was teaching 18 to 24 year olds and mm-hmm. that kind of that experience really solidified my love and passion for being a teacher. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'd, I'm not going to name names, but <clears throat> teachers that I worked alongside with, we would be teaching the same curriculum. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when 
their student when our students took the same test theirs would fail i'm like mm-hmm. how you've been doing this for over a decade and i just started a few months ago yeah so what teacher is this I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> well, we, we gotta get them out of the school. What's <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I right. mean, I hear you, and at the same time, mm. <laughs> what school is this? Or what? Or... <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna say. All right, so um, you're into activism, right? Yeah, yeah, I would bit. say so. I mean, it's weird because I wouldn't consider myself an activist. Mm. I think it's just. Um, standing up for others mm-hmm. but do you have any issues like you're really passionate about world hunger <laughs> world hunger <laughs> it sounds like such a pat that sounds like a pageant answer huh yeah, it is. <laughs> i want to I make the world a better place <laughs> yeah. i mean we have the resources now to end world hunger so do we we do yeah who has the resources just the united states um pro- yeah actually there's so much food goes to waste yeah um yeah so what's the answer to that specific thing? Wasting food, like like when you go to a restaurant, <clears throat> so people take a bite of the spaghetti. Oh, I don't like it, and then they just throw the whole thing away. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of orgs that are re- already doing great work around that. So one org that I know, I can't remember the name, but I have a friend that runs and does food delivery. So they get food delivered to them from restaurants that is expired or about to be expired but Mm -hmm. still really good food and then they deliver it to families in oakland do you know that in grocery stores right Mm -hmm. let's say you fill your basket up with food oh yes you go to the checkout line you have meat in the basket and then they ring it then you're like (laughs) oh i don't want i don't want this meat anymore they got to throw that meat away yeah yeah i do know that Mm. yeah do you think that should change I so mean, why do you do you think that should change, and why do you think they do that? I mean, I try not to wor- use the word "should," um, but I would like for that to change. And what was the other question? Well, like, what's the reason for doing it? Do you think? Um, hmm. I would guess if you're talking about specifically meat, I would guess that maybe they don't know how long the person was walking around with that meat for. Mm-hmm. So they probably don't want to potentially expose someone to getting sick. Because I think that's, you, uh, they only do that with meat. Like, yeah. you bring a bag of chips to the front, they'll just put them back in the shop. That's my guess. Yeah. Were you in the store for 30 minutes or three hours? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. So it's probably a safety thing. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that girl who got caught uh, that was licking the ice cream, putting it back in the... How do I feel about her? Did you, did you hear that story a long mm-hmm. time ago? Um, do you think she should go to jail? Doing well. <laughs> <laughs> do you think she should go to jail? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Mm. I'm literally wearing a shirt that says "Close, close youth prisons and build youth leaders." <laughs> mm. uh, I feel like she she was young, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, that was, we can skip that 20s. question. That was just a random stupid uh. question. <laughs> So what do uh, prisons? How do you feel about those? <laughs> I mean, I think we could do a better job at uh, that mm. whole thing. I mean, <laughs> youth what prisons. Kind of question is there's that? youth prisons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Youth prisons. Like, explain your shirt. Explain my shirt. Yeah. It's um, it's a nonprofit called Courage, mm-hmm. and that they're uh, working on closing youth prisons. Yeah, I did some work with them, some admin work. Mm-hmm. And I really believe in their mission statement. 
Do you know that uh, it costs more to house one prisoner than it costs for a kid to go to college? Yes. Okay. Do you think uh, we have too many prisons? I do, yeah. And I don't think that they should be privatized. Mm -hmm. Do you think um, that will ever change in this country? I think so. You think so? Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you think so? Mm, I think that um, people are starting to care more. And I think people have always cared. But I think that people about are... About black and brown people being locked up? Yeah. I people think so. starting to care more? I think so. I think that um, we're becoming aware of our power more. And then of the change that we can actually make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why do you think um, on issues... That regard, uh, that concern <coughs> brown people. Why do you think they don't raise hell more? Cool. Like when you look at black people, right? Mm-hmm. Like a black person can get uh, like murdered by the police. And we won't know the details or anything about it. But we're going to like, before we even know, we're going crazy out in the streets protesting and all this shit right i mean there's brown people there too obviously white people but um when something happens to like mexicans right i'm gonna use an example um when those mexican children were getting locked up at the border separating from their kids now those were black kids like we'll be going crazy like burning shit down going down to tijuana and shit like that why do you think there Let's wasn't? No. <laughs> why I'm do you down. think? Why do you think there <laughs> wasn't more out, outrage and protests with uh, with Mexicans? Hmm. Um, I because I didn't hear shit. Yeah, that's a good question, and I'm not too. I mean, I've thought about it for sure, but I and this is just my opinion. I haven't really done any research on it, but I would say that um, a lot of it, it has to do with fear, and mm. so um, immigrants. So you said Mexicans, and it's a lot of different types of Latin people, yeah. but I would say that in general, um, Latins have been in this country for less time than African-American people, obviously. And so maybe we don't feel like we have enough power or there's still that fear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we're not fed up enough. I don't know. But I do, I do think that a lot of it is tied to fear, mm-hmm. why people don't take action. Yeah, because I was like, I mean, there can't be a bigger issue than that. Like taking people's little children, throwing them in cages, a little aluminum blankets. You know, and a lot of people don't know, but our culture is pretty conservative as well. And there is, I think, some internalized shit that we have going on because I've definitely heard people say, well, they shouldn't have came here like that or well. And so I think part of it is maybe that crabs in a barrel mentality. Mm-hmm where we're just pulling each other down and just kind of focusing on the differences instead of our similarities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that, um, I used to work where I used to work, right. We had Mexicans work, uh, I had Mexican employee, um, like coworkers and they would, uh, like when there was issues, they'll be like, no, listen, I don't want to get involved or I don't want to say anything. And, hmm. They'll be acting like they're scared to get like fired or something. Yeah. Like it was like this was job was like the only thing they had to live for. And if they mm. lose it. And even though 
like there was shit that was going on that shouldn't be going on. They were scared to stand up for themselves. They were basically acting like black people were back in slavery days. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't go, I can't go against the master, and like, oh, you better be quiet. The master's coming. That type of shit. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I my guess is that uh, immigrants may not feel empowered here. Mm. There's yeah, but I'm not even talking about immigrants. These these people were like first generation. They were fucking. Uh, um, they were uh, Americans, but they, were they? They were first citizens. Uh, no, they were, I don't know what generation Second, they were. I mean, I mean I they think were that old. They were these were grown ass old men mm. who were citizens who didn't have mm. shit to worry about. Like had the same rights as me, but still, I just think it's in part of their culture to the, turn the other cheek or to like, oh, someone's getting robbed over there. Let me just turn my my heads so I don't have to get involved in it. Yeah, and then maybe also. Um, part of the culture to uh listen more to authority Mm -hmm. yeah i could see that as well yeah yeah that's probably why there's not a lot of uh like mexican like leaders i mean there's a lot of leaders but what i'm telling you is like you know like uh like civil rights (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) civil rights leaders you know how malcolm x martin luther king like Angela Davis, like every all we, all those black leaders, like yeah. civil rights leaders. Yeah. But when you think of Mexicans, can you name three uh, like leaders that? I mean, Cesar Chavez, obviously. Dolores Huerta, Cesar Chavez. Um, putting me on the spot, and I'm not great with names. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you, you name two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I didn't even know the second person you just hit. What was his name? Dolores Huerta. What was he? It's a woman. Oh, it's a woman. It's a good activist. Okay. Was that the girl with the with the unibrow? That's Frida Kahlo. <laughs> She's an artist. <laughs> she was married to Diego Rivera. Okay. Also an artist. They're from Mexico City. Mm. That's only only reason why I know. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Didn't he kill her? No, she actually died. Um, I think she was in a she had polio or something and then she was also mm. in a trolley accident that messed i don't know mm. she had a really tragic life mm. yeah okay so do you like uh growing up in the bay area do i like it yeah do you like the bay area i would say so yeah do you like it more now or did you like it more when you were growing up as a teenager I would say now just because I have more money or I have money, period. <laughs> Duh, because you're fucking working. You weren't working as a teenager. <laughs> I was, though. Uh, yeah. But okay. obviously not to the same extent. Yeah. I like it more now. Because you have money. Um, not just that. That was a joke. Uh, also because um, I'm older, wiser, have a better support system. When I say do you like it more now, I'm talking about do you like it uh, the way like it is now like mm. do you like uh like every block you see a new high-rise apartment going up um, oh like, you're asking about you, gentrification <laughs> how i feel about gentrification you, yeah, i mean basically <laughs> uh, um i mean hmm i think that that word gets such a no- negative connotation and i understand why and um i think it's complex you know, mm-hmm. technically, I would be considered a gentrifier. 
because you I, would be technically yeah so i work in tech when i moved into my neighborhood mm-hmm. and where i'm renting it's a lot of families that live in so it's families that live in single home units it's like and i'm able to live on my own and pay more than what a family could pay or afford to mm-hmm. and so in a roundabout way i'm taking space from someone that people that probably lived there before right mm-hmm. even though i'm brown i can still be a gender fire so so you think you're a gender fire just because you work in tech and you make money um and because i moved into a so i moved into um a neighborhood where it's like low income and base so because i could pay basically like a one-bedroom apartment and mm-hmm. a families probably could not basically I, do you understand what I'm trying to say? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you moved into an apartment. Okay. Well, so, what is a gentrifier? Um, I well, I mean, I think gentrification is when they push out people in a neighborhood and change the whole neighborhood and make it to where the people that were living there can't afford to live there anymore. Right, and so. That's what I'm saying. That but I, you were just a person who were just looking for an apartment, and right? Boom, there it was. Hmm. <laughs> okay. But you moved there. You didn't move there in the in the. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, you moved. You 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 were looking for something that you can afford. On yeah, because right? I couldn't afford San Francisco. Yeah. but I could afford Oakland. Yeah, but gentrifiers would be like, yo, I'm taking this building. Even though I can afford to live somewhere else, I'm going to take this building because I see the future. I, I see that this area is going to be good real estate. So, what, like that, where we can flip. And why make money. do you think people call? Because I've seen or heard people call. Um, so, for example, if I if we see happen to see a white person in my neighborhood, I've heard someone refer to them as a gender fire. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is then? In your neighborhood? Sure, yeah. That was just an example. I mean, is your neighborhood a black neighborhood? No, it's predominantly Hispanic. Or not Hispanic, uh, but non-black, brown. Yeah. yeah. And if they see a white person, they think they're a gentrifier? Yeah. I mean, probably they say that because, I mean, let's say five years in the past... We wouldn't. You probably would never see that white person in that neighborhood. That probably that same white person five years ago would probably be like, "Oh, I would never live in this neighborhood." You know what I'm saying? But now they probably live in that neighborhood because one, uh, it's it's cheap to them, even though they can afford to live in a good neighborhood. One, it's just cheap to them, and then two is because. Like people will go buy houses in that neighborhood just because they're they're cheap houses. Like, right. Oh, I can't afford a house in um like downtown Oakland or anything. So I'm gonna go to East Oakland and buy this house and just have the house sit there until <clears throat> excuse me. All these other people come buy the house. So once because everyone knows once if you if there's a black neighborhood and then once white people start moving in the value of that neighborhood goes up. Everyone knows that. I mean that's right. an un, that's like an unwritten rule. So you have one white person buys a house right in a black neighborhood. They go tell their friends, "Oh, I just bought this this fucking house in East Oakland for only um 
120,000. 120,000. Okay. Boom. I get a, I get a mortgage loan. I get a loan for 500,000. I can't buy anything around the good parts of the Bay Area because the average house is like good parts. <laughs> yeah. The average house, the average houses are like a million dollars, right? So what do they do? They're going to go to East Oakland and buy a house. Even though they didn't want to live in East <laughs> Oakland, because I guarantee if you asked them, would you rather live in East Oakland or have a house in like Piedmont or something? Oh, I'd rather have a house in Piedmont. So they buy a house in East Oakland because they can afford it. Now you got two white people on the block. Now the value, people are starting to notice, now the value of that uh, block is going up. Hmm. And then the more white people move into a neighborhood, you know what comes after that, right? Shit starts changing. These potholes in the street that's been there <laughs> for ten years. That's how you know finally this is gonna get gentrified. <laughs> yeah. They next start thing fixing you, the potholes. Next thing you know, fucking um shit like the streets start getting cleaned up. Um Yeah. Uh, like crime goes down because police start patrolling because police got to protect the white people. I saw a meme that was like, once in a while, I go outside of my 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 door mm. and just shoot the gun in the air to keep the prices down. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's true. <laughs> and then, then the end of all things is when you see like you see Starbucks and Whole Foods and shit pop up. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Just like Telegraph, for example. Um, you know that street where Kingfish is? Mm-hmm. That street. No, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> that street used to be. That street used to be bad. That used to be like mm. a hood. That Temescal area used mm-hmm. to be a hood way back in the day. And now, what do you see? Shit, restaurants and everything. Yeah. What so, do you think we should do about it? Uh, well, I don't know. If there's any one thing that we should do. I mean, you can start by the people who own these houses stop mm-hmm. selling them. Why would when they these, do that? When these, when these, uh, when these colonizers knock on your door and offer you money for this house, just don't sell it. Hmm. I mean, that's one. Second is, uh, um, second is, I mean, I don't really know if there's any laws that you can like make to prevent like people from living somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do that. And I don't even believe you should do that. But yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of is just don't sell your your property have ownership because i mean when you own property that's like the best mm-hmm. uh investment. that's how you build intergenerational wealth yeah that's the best investment that yeah. you can have why do you think there's so many like china t- chinatowns these people came here <laughs> back in the day <laughs> they came I'm, ra- I'm ranting now but anyway <laughs> there's so many chinatowns because they came here back mm-hmm. in the day for whatever reason building railroads or whatever bought houses mm-hmm. created their own community and kept those houses, passing down from generation to generation. That's why, like, if you go to Chinatown, you go to your friend's house, you, you know, like, uh, if your friend, you have, like, a Filipino friend or something, you go to their house, there's, like, a shit ton of people living in this big-ass house. Mm-hmm. And this house gets passed down from generation to they yeah. don't They don't sell it to... Yeah, they to, work together, yeah, and I exactly. think we don't work together. Yeah. And by we, I mean black and brown. Exactly. I should just probably say brown. And yeah. not speak out of my. I mean, well, I'll say black. <laughs> you say brown. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's the reason. Uh, that's one way to stop it. Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. I think uh, working together, we could accomplish more. Yeah. What's that saying? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, you were, uh, you're a trainer, right? I am a boxing coach. Yes. Like an actual boxing coach? Yes. How long have you, <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been boxing? I've been boxing about 10 years on and off. Yeah. What made you get into boxing? So when I was 15, um, as you can imagine, due to my home life, mm. I had a lot of emotions and um, I started getting into a lot of fights at school and my dad was like, no, you can't really have that. And so he put me in karate and then. So you have anger hmm? issues. Do you have anger issues? No, I don't have anger issues uh. anymore. This was, no, I was 15. <laughs> so you had anger issues when you were 15? Yeah, I just, you know, I didn't know how to process what was going on and it was just. It was a lot at the time. Um, Why were you getting in so many fights? Well, uh, were you like the cute girl and girls were hating on you? Or what? I guess, mm. but I I didn't care about any of that. But um, so yeah, I did Muay Thai. My dad did Muay Thai as well, and so that was just kind of a way that we also bonded. And I did that for about five years, mm. and then when um, I left my MMA or that gym. I was looking for a new Muay Thai gym, couldn't find one, and I ended up finding a boxing gym that I really liked. So I just stayed there. What gym do you go to? Um, I forget what it's called, but um, what's that guy named? Uh, Hakeem. He's like a Hakeem Mayfield or something, or Hakeem Olajuwon. No, he was like a Bay Area boxer. <laughs> that's I'm terrible with names, by the way. Like a Bay Area uh, boxer, kind of like. You know, Andre Ward, no? Yeah. Yeah, so kind of in that world. And so I went to his gym. And so I got trained by... No, in San Francisco uh, when it was on 7th Street. Mm-hmm. And so I got trained by his trainer, Ben. And I love boxing and kind of... Have you ever fought anyone like professionally? Yeah, so only in Muay Thai though. I didn't mm. do any boxing. So you had a professional Muay Thai fight? It was a smoker, so it wasn't... I mean, it... uh it wasn't regulated, mm-hmm. but yeah, we got in a ring and we fought. Did you win? I won nine times and I lost once. Uh, so. Do you still fight? No, I just train. I just coach now. Yeah. How come you don't fight anymore? <laughs> you know, gotta <laughs> protect my face. <laughs> uh, okay. So you... uh why do you feel so? Let's say this. You, do you watch the uh, the Olympics? Um, I follow I follow the Olympics a little bit. Mm. How do you feel? So there's this big debate going on right now mm-hmm. about uh, trans women mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> participating in uh, Olympics, like like going against like men who transition to be women going against other like women who were born women in sport and there's a lot of people who feel that shouldn't happen because they have an advantage even though they transition they still have that male advantage that male testosterone and shit that gives them an edge Mm -hmm. what's your take on that uh i don't follow it enough to have formed an opinion that i feel comfortable sharing I mean, well, I mean, you don't have to be politically correct and I'm not asking you because uh, for a professional opinion, I'm just asking, do you think men who 
transition to be women, do you think they should be able to compete against ordinary women? Uh, well, I think that they're both women and just they're both women. Um, and <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. Why not? So you're saying, yeah? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> they're women. Why not? So a man, right? Let's, let's take boxing, for example. You have a woman boxer. Mm. A woman that was born a woman, just a straight up woman, going against a person who was born a man, lived a life as a man until they were 21. So they were born male, yeah. Yeah, born, born male. Lived a life as a male until they were 21. Mm-hmm. Decided to be like, yo, I want to transition to be a woman. Now in society, they're considered female. A woman. A woman. <laughs> Sex and gender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're going against. They're going against the woman. Uh-huh. So now they're in the. Now they're in the ring fighting. Uh huh. You don't think that uh, that person who transitioned has a little advantage over the other person? I mean, you can make that same argument. We all have different genetics, so. Mm-hmm. Maybe my genetics, I build muscle easier than someone. And mm. then at that point, you're just kind of splitting hairs. I don't know. Mm. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, we don't, we don't ask questions. <laughs> no, I, I'm curious. Huh? I'm curious what you think. <laughs> I mean, yeah I, do, yeah, I do feel that uh, the trans person has an advantage. Hmm. Yeah, that's why they in sports, they don't let women compete against men. Yeah, but that's why they're met women competing with other women. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true too. But I think, yeah, I think that's a mental. Uh, it's more of a mental thing. Hmm. I can see. That. Like mentally, I am a woman, <clears throat> but this body is male. You know. What about when people are um, taking hormones? Like yeah, that's um, yeah, that's testosterone. So then, that's the change. That's the like the physically change. Yeah, so the physically aren't they? But does 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 it really physically? I don't know. Does it really physically change you to the point where? I don't know. I mean, like, if you were born a male, you have certain. Hormones, testosterone, yeah. Yeah, physical, like, shit. Yeah. Like, my body is, is is formed differently from yours, obviously. Right. But if I started taking pills to try to make my body like yours, it's not going to be exactly like yours. You understand what I'm saying? There's different... I mean, let me explain this in a in a in a dumb down way. Like shoes, for example, you have real shoes, like real Air Jordans that were made authentically, mm-hmm. and then you have the knockoff Air Jordans. Now you have you can get okay. No- I- <laughs> <laughs> you can get knockoff. <laughs> listen, you can have knockoff Air Jordans, right? That look exactly identical from the oh the, the authentic Air Jordans. <laughs> oh God. But there's going to be. There's going to be a little detail. <laughs> no. There's going to be a little detail no, no, in that no. in that in that uh, knockoff Air Jordan. Uh huh. That you're going to know. That's going to be different. I hear yeah. you. I don't know. That's just a <laughs> an example. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, <laughs> I mean that's not why. your strong suit, huh? 
<laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's why there's a big debate about this shit, you know? I hear I hear that. Um, yeah, no, a lot of people are scared to fucking talk about it. Yeah, I'm not scared to talk about it. I just don't have, like I said, I don't know how people's bodies change when they're different hormones are introduced. I don't really know how that works. And mm. so I'm not going to make a judgment. And I feel like people that are having a debate are making a judgment on what they think is right or wrong. And mm. so I don't, that's why I'd rather say, well, I just don't have an opinion on that. I'd rather do that than. But if everyone was running around saying, oh, I don't have an opinion on things, <clears throat> mm-hmm. how would things be solved? Um, so I have opinions on things that I know about mm. and I, I can understand and um, be self-aware enough to know when my opinion may not matter and also when my judgment doesn't matter. Mm. So in this situation, it's like, well, well, Everyone has opinions, right? What do, what do they say? Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe mine doesn't matter. Okay. Well, heard <laughs> it first. Clara's asshole doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 so um, you used to be married, correct? Yeah, that's right. How long were you married for? For about a, for like a year or so. I and mean, how do you know that? <laughs> I mean, I have my sources. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it, right? Duh. <laughs> we didn't. We never, we never talked about it. No, that. we did. I, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um why did the marriage uh i mean do you want to talk about it or no? we could talk about it why did the marriage end um i think at the time we just ultimately we're not right for each other and i think at the time we were too young or immature enough to realize like just because you're good friends and you're good people that doesn't mean that you would be good in a relationship together mm-hmm and so we got to that point at the end of our marriage and we said, okay, let's just end things. Mm. And at one point it, it was an open. Uh... No. No? <laughs> no. Oh. No, okay. it was never open. It was always monogamous. Mm. Yeah. Would you be in an open relationship? I don't know. I was actually thinking about that last week. I know some people that are um, polyamorous and um. I I don't know. I've never really um, considered it that deeply, mm-hmm. but I'm not closed off to the idea. It's just something that hasn't happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you feel like you will be mature enough to be like, oh, your 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 significant your partner saying I'm going out with this girl tonight. Or you'd be like, oh, you want to go to the movies tonight? He was like, no, I'm, I'm going to dinner with this other girl tonight. And then he doesn't come home until the next morning. You know, I think so. So something that I admire about the people that I know that are in open relationships is that they have really dope communication skills. Mm-hmm. And they put in a lot of effort and a lot of work into their relationships. Sometimes more than I've seen people in traditional relation or like traditional non-monogamous relation or sorry traditional monogamous relationships mm-hmm. so um to answer your question i think so and i think the reason why is because um i'm friends i'm really good friends with my ex-husband now mm-hmm. and it took it took us a while to get there of course and he's in a new relationship now and they're really happy together and i never thought that when we were together i never thought that i could ever see him with someone else and be really happy for him and celebrate that love 
And so it kind of just made me think like, well, maybe if my capacity for loving and understanding has grown this much, then maybe that translates with a new partner, someone that I am romantically interested in. Has he ever asked you to join in the bedroom? No. <laughs> Why does everyone ask that? Survive, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. No, we our friendship is platonic. And since we separated, mm. like we've been single at the same time. Like We've gone to Mexico together. We were both single. Never hooked up? Never hooked up. Once it was over. Slept in the same bed? It was over. No. Because, mm. I mean, come on. <laughs> but mm. Once it was over, it was over. So, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny so you think a man and a woman can be like friends I think so yeah I was actually asking someone today if they thought that mm. I think so okay it doesn't seem like you do no why is that let's uh, talk about because it <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason for me to be hanging out with a chick unless I'm like trying to like fuck or something I can't just hang out with a like a female Hmm. Like, yo, what's up? Let's go. Let's go hoop. Or what if she's a really good hooper? I mean, yeah, we can go hoop. But in the back of my mind, I'll be like, damn, I want to sleep with this <laughs> woman. <laughs> and that's not that's not friendship. Interesting. Like friendship is like when you can like there's no motive or anything. Yeah. And I don't think a man and a woman, especially an attractive man and a woman. Hmm. Could just be chilling, be like, oh yeah, we're not, we're just friends. Because if you ask, no matter like a woman, like girls who women in, who have male friends, right? Mm-hmm. And then you talk to them, oh yeah, this this is my my just my friend. We've been friends for like years and shit. Nothing has ever happened. Mm-hmm. And then you ask them, well, let's say one night you and this male friend are sitting on the couch, right, mm-hmm. just watching TV and shit. And let's say you turn over to him and be like. I'm horny. Do you want to have sex? Mm-hmm. If he was really your just your friend, he'll be like, "No, well, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to have sex with you." I have, but no man will say that. He's gonna be like, true. "He's gonna be like, mm, shit. Yeah, let's go. I've been waiting for this day." I don't know. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and I have um a, like a couple really good guy friends, and I think if I, and ask I guarantee them, you they will sleep with you. I, at the I drop guarantee they would not. So are they really your friends then? Yeah, they are my friends. I think that men and women can be friends and it takes a lot of maturity and being intentional and um, just knowing yourself and your intentions, you know? Okay. So, but you consider them just friends, but they don't consider you just friends. How do you know that? Have you talked to them? No, but (laughs) I guarantee if you, if you talk to them, be like, oh, is is Clara your friend? Yeah. They'll probably be like, yeah, but um, I mean, I'm still trying to like get in that. So, Interesting. <laughs> so are they really, I mean, I guess it, uh, it depends on your definition of friendship. Hmm. So what do you what do you think about people that are bisexual? Do you think that they don't have any friends? Mm, yeah, I mean, that's, diff- that's different. Is it how? Yeah. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> Bisex- bisexual is like, <laughs> that's like, like sex and shit. Like who you want to like, who you're sexually Yeah, so in. let's say that you are into men and women. Does that mean you can't have any friends because, or you can't have friends that are men or women? Yeah, you can have, yeah, you can have friends, but that's different. But, it's but like a how? gay, it's like a gay person who has, how? hangs out with guys. But how? Hmm? How? What do you mean how? How? 
like me a straight man hanging out with a another female i'm like i'm sexually interested in this female but if you so if i was that's why you have like gay (laughs) (laughs) that's why gay gay men Uh uh-huh usually hang around with females right because they're not interested in the female sexually at all okay so what if what gay man do you know has a bunch of straight male friends okay what if you were into men does that mean you wouldn't be able to be friends with men no it'll be the same it'll be the same uh situation as me hanging out with a female we wouldn't be really friends okay because there's sex like i want to like have sex with this girl let's say you have like having sex with women and men does that mean you can't have any friends because then anyone that you meet you want to have sex with them yeah basically yeah (laughs) that sounds so lonely (laughs) but i mean just because you are gay doesn't mean you're sexually interested in all men uh, I'm just talking about the people so, that you're considering friends. Right. Um, I mean, I have friends, my, the guy friends that I have, I'm like, oh, they're attractive. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, they're great guys. At the same time, I know but, that we wouldn't be compatible and we're not looking for the same thing. Exactly. So, so you don't desire them sexually. But that same guy desires you sexually. So what I'm saying is women walk around saying, oh, yeah, I have male friends. Mm-hmm. But guys don't. You think these guys are walking around saying, "Yeah, this is my friend," but yeah, they might say it, but secretly, hmm. they would they would act at the drop of a dime if the uh, opportunity <laughs> presents themselves. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> truly, is this, called, is this projecting right now? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So what I'm saying is, you can't truly be friends, men and women. Hmm. Cannot why, truly why be that? friends. I just fucking describe. Okay, it. but okay. So let me. Okay, let me. Let me back up a second. Mm. Let's say that you, sure you have a friend, or let's say I have a friend, and he desires me sexually, and he knows that we are not compatible for anything else. Why? Can't, why does that mean that we still can't be friends? You know, like what to you? Like, what does it mean to be a friend? What it means to me to be a friend is. You do well. First of all, you do not. There's nothing sexual. Or anything. It's just my friend. It's just because my friends are considered family. I'll just. That's why I say like, yeah. I mean, if I'm with a female and I consider her my friend, she's like a family member to me. She's like a cousin or something. I don't sexually desire my cousins or my family. So that just that one example alone. So what if I have a guy friend and he does consider me like family? Yeah, then he might be your true friend because he doesn't look at you in a sexual way. Hmm. Like you guys can sleep in the same bed and there is there will be no thought of like, oh, I want to touch her butt or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> there won't be no, no thought of that at all. Interesting. But the other guy... We'll be up all night just looking at your butt, like waiting for you to to move it close to his knee or something like that, you know? Hmm. So, yeah, that's not a true friend. I agree. I do think that uh, men and women can be friends. I think it takes a long time, though. It takes years to develop that Mm -hmm. trust and that friendship. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, and then when there's men, when you do see men and women who are like true friends, 
this might sound sad, but they look totally different. How so? Like you might see a, a fat girl with a uh with a guy. <laughs> what if he likes fat women? <laughs> with a skinny with a skinny nerdy guy. And you you know that, oh yeah, they don't hmm. they're not sexually uh <laughs> they don't sexually want each other in any way. You're so funny. <laughs> There's plenty of skinny, nerdy guys that like fat women. I would, I would think. Yeah, that, would, that was a stupid example. But <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just talking about like what you know, you mo- mean, movies so and shit. Saying, when you see movies, so are you are you talking about people that you would consider uh, unattractive? Well, I wouldn't just say uh, I wouldn't just based on uh, physical looks, but I'm just yeah. If well, it's not even physical looks. It's just two different opposite. Uh, people in, in in anything interesting yeah yeah um yeah i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> to each their own i guess mm-hmm. yeah but uh some i've had really rewarding friendships with some some men i think it's good mm-hmm. to have friends from different perspectives right mm-hmm. are the majority of your friends men no i would say it's an it's a even some of my closest friends. It's like one for one. Do you have a best friend? Mm-hmm. I do. It's a female. She's a woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you guys been friends? Uh, I would say eight years. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, what do you do in tech? What do I do in tech? Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of things. I've done digital security. Um, I was a partner ops analyst. And most recently, I actually got a offer um, to be a recruiter at a tech company. So, how did you get a tech? How did you get into tech? Um, actually, I got into tech. My first, one of my first jobs was working at Radio Shack, and um, I realized that I liked figuring out how things worked, and it just appealed to me. Um, I have a good brain for systems, so. So basically what I'm trying to ask is when people get into tech and when, when you hear people say, though, I work in tech, I work in tech, uh, people assume that you went to college for like coding or, or, or something like that, human resources or project manager or whatever. So that's what the, like, how did oh, you yeah, land yeah. a tech job? Um, I did a, uh, like an internship program. So then I became, I was an intern, then I got hired. Yeah. Or are you interning it? Um, it's like a Fortune 500 company. I'd rather not say. How did you get the intern? Internship um, through the internship program. I got placed. So this was a program to try to like bring minorities into mm-hmm. tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they didn't care about if you had a background or not in tech. No, no, they didn't. So when you started work, when you first got your first job in tech, uh, how did you feel about that? Um. Because you're basically in a predominantly male. Uh, yeah, environment and a predominantly white male environment, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I think because of the interests that I've had, like Muay Thai and boxing, which are also predominantly male, and then the tech that I do, I felt fine. I, I didn't really feel out of place or anything. Um. And the guys were really nice to me. Um. So I felt I didn't really feel any type of way. Mm. <laughs> but Muay Muay Thai is not a uh, predominantly white male, right? where like there's not a lot of frat boys saying dude and bro and muay thai 
Well, when I when I was an intern, I was it was a lot of nerdy white guys. So mm-hmm. very different from I guess frat boys. They were just kind of introverted and just made silly jokes and like Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a lot of sexual harassment going on. No. No. No, not at all. Are you the type <laughs> You're like, that's not fun. <laughs> Are you the type that uh, <laughs> uh when you're at the lunch table? Mm-hmm. Like the lunch room. Like school or no, I'm talking about in your job. My job, uh huh. And then there's a group of non colored men making jokes about colored people. I've literally never experienced that. <laughs> are you the type that will just be like mm-hmm. or I've never, you'd be like, yo, Brad, shut the fuck up. I've never experienced that. But what would you do if that happened? Um if they're talking to me, if I'm in... No, they're not talking to you. They're just talking amongst themselves because they feel comfortable, obviously. If they're talking amongst themselves, then I'm just going to mind my own business. I don't know them. But if I'm with them and we're in sharing a meal and they say something, then I might just make a joke back. So you're going to the refrigerator to get your salad and they're in the corner saying some racist shit. You're just going to be like, oh, I'm getting my salad and gone. I mean, what am I going to do? Just walk around? trying to yeah, I don't know. This is just this how to live or try to change their mind you know this is your answer so you're just gonna you're walk away yeah i mean i don't know mm-hmm. them okay yeah what would you do i'll probably kick their ass and get fired <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. mm. yeah that's what's up like that's that probably movie. that's probably why I, I uh i feel like i was born in a in the wrong era no i feel you yeah. i mean i've definitely have gotten let go for standing up for what i believe in um but I, I think you have to choose your battles, and that's a battle that I would not choose to go up against. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Uh, it goes back to what I was saying before we, when we first started this interview. Mexicans <laughs> who turned out, who turned their head and be like, "Uh, oh, I'm not going to get involved in this. My no, job, no, no. my job you is too important." You, no, no, no. It's not. So even, it all comes back. It's not. It's not about that. Trust me, because like I said, I literally got fired for standing up for. Mm. my students but um and i'll definitely have stood up for people before I'm, i don't shy away from that it's just in the scenario that you described i don't know the context i don't know i'm just gonna walk in and just like walk in gl- guns blazing like i heard you know that's kind of strange to me personally mm. um and it i think it also um shows a lack of boundaries on my part if i went and just started like hey i heard you say you know it's like no no no. do you know what i mean yeah same let me give you another same scenario <laughs> yeah this same group of white men are uh-huh. are in there in the in the break room mm-hmm. there's an oversized woman in there okay and then they're all like talking about her, like you're you need to lose weight you look too big and all this stuff. making like jokes about yeah, her weight. and then off. and then you walk in <laughs> to get your salad and you hear it what would you do i'll tell them to fuck off mm. yeah so you'll say something then but yeah. you won't say something about if they're talking about your people i mean like i said it just why why would you feel the need to be so brave and stand up in that scenario than be- the other yeah because uh in the second scenario, there's someone that's being affected and it would feel important for me to let them know that they're seen and that someone has their back and is willing to stand up for them and say something for them. Do you think, uh, I mean, that 
Yeah, and but do you think it's more uh, because even though they're making in the first scenario they're making jokes about Mexican people, mm-hmm. they're talking about all people, so it doesn't are they really... re- are they funny jokes though? I think that's I the real know, answer. Not funny because if they're funny, then I might laugh. <laughs> well, funny or not. Let's, I mean let's, that matters. Are are your jokes factual? Or are they I mean, like are they actually humorous or lazy jokes? Well, <laughs> they're white guys, so obviously. They're so not if they're funny. bad jokes, and I'm gonna be like, oh, well, you're not funny. But they're real like, offensive jokes. <laughs> but <are they laughs> but anyway, let me finish what the <laughs> fuck I'm saying. So okay, okay. The scenario, the first okay. scenario. Do you think uh, you stand it up? You're so brave in that second scenario because the first scenario, right? They're talking about Mexicans. Yeah. And that's a whole wide range of people. But I mean, I mean wait, wait. Okay. There's women, <laughs> men, like all that. And people okay. you don't even know. So those, sure. you can be like, oh, that doesn't really. Even though I'm Mexican, that doesn't really relate to, to me personally. They're not saying Clara. But, no, that's not why I wouldn't say anything. But listen. <laughs> but then the uh, the second scenario is, yeah. is a woman. Mm-hmm. And you're a woman. So mm-hmm. it hits you harder. It feels more like they're actually... You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like it, yeah, it hits I mean, you. It hits you it more. It hits me harder. I just I fucking hate bullies, so that's why. Mm. I think it's uh, messed up when someone takes advantage of their power dynamic and then uses it against someone, mm. someone else. I think it's like being a bully is one of the most cowardly things you could do. Mm-hmm. So that's why. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if if it was a fat guy and people were making fun of him i'd still send up for that guy oh you would yeah really of course i don't think you would okay. I, think you, I, th- <laughs> I think you'll walk out just like you did when they were making jokes mm. i feel like the way the reason you were stand up is because just i mean there's a whole lot of reasons but the most profound one is because she's a woman and you're a woman sure <laughs> yeah if you say so so uh how long have you had this uh this job that you're at now oh i just got a job offer last week so i'll start in september yeah okay what would you be doing there recruiting Mm -hmm. so just trying to bring people on Mm -hmm. you want to name the company you work for Uh, i'd rather not (laughs) it's in san francisco Mm Mhm. so what kind of jobs will you be recruiting for (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyways next question huh? you don't want to answer that <laughs> you can't say what type of jobs you you're looking for people to uh, fill tech jobs tech jobs i mean there's a shit ton of tech jobs right? i don't know yet i haven't started uh, so. okay. all right i mean maybe a listener might want to get into tech and you know yeah want to contact you that's true yeah that's a good point what's a job that uh in tech that you can get <clears throat> that you don't really have a background in um, I'm not really sure. No. <laughs> Are you, you trying get to get fired. into tech? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's yeah, just I'm trying to get into tech. Varies so much. Depend. I mean, I think the better question is, what do you want to be doing, and then how do your skills transfer over to whatever you want to be doing? See, that's the crazy thing. No one knows because everyone says, "Oh, I work in tech. I work in tech." Okay, okay. What does that mean? Like, are you a janitor working at Yahoo? Are you a project manager? And if you're a project manager, what exactly are you doing? Are you a coder? Like, what do you do? Like, do you create apps? Like, so yeah. I mean, uh, everything <sighs> you just said. Mm. It's just really, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> 
project manager, program manager, yeah. recruiter, sales. Um, but then, like, yeah, do you have to have a degree analyst. to get these fucking jobs? <laughs> or do, can you just know someone like you? Be like, yo, I want to. I mean, yeah, but to both. Mm. You can just know someone. Yeah. Did they instruct you to look for minorities? I don't know. I haven't started yet. So I think that's we'll what they're going to. Yeah. Um, actually, my ex-husband just got a job at a tech company. And he Do you work for Google? He doesn't have no. He doesn't have like that background, but mm. he knew someone, and his skills transferred over. So it's definitely doable. And what job is that? Um, it's in sales. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, sales. Yeah, I don't want to do no sales. <laughs> That's really? Sure. I think no. you could do sales. I mean, I Give could, but face. I don't want to. I don't. I don't like sales. I don't like talking. Even though interesting. I have, even though mm. I have a podcast, I do not like to. <laughs> interesting choice of <laughs> a project. <laughs> Well, I just do this to shine light on people I think a lot of people, other, other people should know about. Oh, okay. I was going to so. ask you what made you want to bring me on. <clears throat> yeah, that's why it's called Everyday Celebrity. Yeah. That's why I don't like Ty. Like, that's why I don't like being asked questions. I just <laughs> want to chill and listen to mm. what other people have to say. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, this is your time to promote. Uh, if you want to promote anything uh, hmm. that you want to promote, if you want to tell the people your social media handle so they can follow you reach out to you sure they need coaching and muay thai Co- yeah i do boxing coaching yeah, um, and i do a sliding scale i'm specifically and not specifically but my target uh is femmes so um i want to help people like become empowered mm-hmm. um so let's see and i'm also working on getting a personal cert- uh personal training certificate and i'm working on becoming a yoga uh tra- trauma-informed yoga teacher and i'll have that by november so mm. lots of things coming up nice um but yeah people could follow me at el bandito guapo so it's e-l underscore b-a-n-d-i-t-o underscore g-u-a-p-o-o okay all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Clara, for uh, coming on Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Um, everybody, you already know my handles. Um, you can find me on Jordan Owandi or that's J O R D A N O W A I O W A N D I or Everyday Celebrity Media CO on Instagram. Everyday Celebrity, Everyday Celeb. P.O. on Twitter. And yeah, uh, check out the news updates, buy merch on everydaycelebritymedia.com and subscribe on YouTube, Everyday Celebrity Media Company. That's the most important thing, subscribing on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Get my, get my subscribe on YouTube. Is that where this is going? eventually yeah fun okay so yeah get my get my subs up you know <laughs> let's 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 that. get a homegrown organic company nice. to the top yeah but you know thanks for having me this is fun <laughs> <laughs> any last words uh just i don't know do chaotic good that's my chaotic good i, I coined that term yeah just do good nice. do chaotic good i like that mm-hmm. do chaotic good everybody we're out <laughs> you Ha <laughs> ha